Today's episode is presented to you by Best You Mental Health Clinic. Best You is a practice that provides a compassionate space, uniquely treating each client based upon their individual needs to reach their goals. At Best You, we believe mental health is not a trend, it is a lifestyle. Best You Mental Health Clinic is currently accepting patients 16 and up, accepts all major insurances plus self-pay. If you would like more information, visit bestumhc.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Underdogs Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Smith, and we've got a great, exciting episode ready for you today. Before I get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment at the end, share it with a friend. We are so close to 4,000 subscribers. I think it's less than 80 away now. Less than 80 away from 2K. Just a, or yeah, from 4K, sorry. Just a couple of weeks ago, man, it was 200 away. Now we're less than 80 away. So if you're watching right now and you're not subscribed, I'm asking you, please hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifications, all that good stuff. And if you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. The College Underdogs podcast is there and I'm just asking you to give a five-star rating, leave a positive review. I would greatly appreciate it. Today, I wanna get into kind of a continuance of what I talked about yesterday when we got into the discussion about Army and how that might impact uh, the next the next move the American Conference makes now that that's official. Uh, I want to look at a comment I got a couple of days ago on my New Year's 6 episode. I want to talk about that for a little bit, and then we're going to look at our picks for this week, do a little pick them uh, in AAC action, and I might throw a Mountain West pick in there. I, I, there's a Mountain West game. There's, there's one on there that I like that I may throw into the mix. If you were watching last week, on the Pick'em, the, sh the show I did Pick'em. I've been doing it on Tuesdays, but then since I've been back from Vegas, I've flipped days. Last week I did it Wednesday. This week I'm doing it today on Thursday. But last week, all right, I was an extra point away from being undefeated. Just letting you know. If Navy kicks the extra point against Air Force, I'm undefeated last week with my picks. But they didn't. That was a 10.5 point spread. They lost by 11, so I, I missed one. But... Let's get to it. So yesterday, real quick, and, and a couple of you, a couple of people have reached out about this on Twitter. I saw some comments um, on yesterday's episode, and I even saw one person specifically clarified uh, the, what I was saying and was exactly right. But when I, I've been saying this wrong, when I've been talking about VCU or who knows, maybe a Dayton or whoever, I keep saying the term basketball only. And it makes it sound like I'm, um, referring to bringing in an affiliate member, right? Like Navy and what Army will be in 2024, they are considered affiliate members where they literally are in the conference to do one thing. And there's several affiliate members in the American conference. Some are for rowing, some are for swimming. Usually it's, it's one thing, maybe two, that they're in the conference to do. What I mean for VCU is what Wichita is, Wichita State is. And I should just say a non-football member because Wichita State is in the American Conference for every other sport that they do offer that 
the American Conference, like seven or eight sports, right? And then that would be the same for VCU, whether it's seven or eight. I think they offer maybe eight sports that they do in the Atlantic 10. So it would be bringing all of that into the American Conference. Just wanting to clarify that. Um, And thank you for those of you who pointed that out. And um, yeah, so little distinguished there. Affiliate member versus a non-football member. I've been saying basketball only, and my basketball only was a non-football, even though technically what I was saying would be an affiliate. That's not what I mean. So when we're talking about VCU, or when I'm talking about VCU joining the conference, it says non-football because they don't play football. Okay, got that out of the way. All right, New Year Six. I want to read you a comment I got a couple days ago from at Thundercleats. He said, where do you see SMU ranked going into the conference championship week if they win out? For as much as the Mountain West Conference benefits from having a top 20 team in its conference championship, the AAC game could be two top 25 teams. Not to mention, SMU's roster top to bottom is arguably the most talented in the G5, along with Tulane's. We know the CFP selection committee looks at roster talent. They definitely look at rosters, and they definitely look at um, who's, who's available, who's not available. Is there a significant injury, a coaching change, anything like that? I'm not sure I've heard you talk about the impact of a top 20 matchup Top 25 matchup between an 11-1 Tulane versus a 10-2 SMU. In my opinion, that is certainly a much more significant matchup than a one-loss Mountain West team beating an undefeated Air Force or a couple of one-loss Mountain West teams playing each other. Obviously, if Air Force wins out and goes undefeated, they deserve to be in. Also, could we start seeing a Power 5 bias towards SMU if they keep winning? They had a tough out-of-conference schedule and have been dominant in conference play so far, and maybe it is a one-loss Tulane that benefits more um, from a ranked win against Power 5-bound SMU than a one-loss Mountain West team winning its conference championship. Okay, so let's start at the top. Because that's a, that's a good point, right? I've, I've kind of mentioned SMU as an outside chance at getting into the conversation. The problem is, is they are stacking up wins now. They're just not very quality wins. Now, their two losses are quality losses, okay? Tulane's loss is a quality loss. UNLV might have the most quality loss right now with theirs being to Michigan. Air Force has no losses. Fresno lost to Wyoming, Wyoming had a quality loss to Texas, but then they dropped their game to Air Force. So you kind of start to put it all together. And I I just think the problem is, is right now for SMU to really get into the conversation, some other teams are going to have to lose as well. Mainly, I guess, and we know Air Force. Well, so let's think. I think what this boils down to is would a two-loss conference champion SMU get the New Year Six over a two-loss Mountain West conference champion? You might could make an argument there. However, if you have a two-loss AAC champion and a two-loss Mountain West champion, 
you still have an opportunity for an undefeated Conference USA champion and an undefeated Sunbelt champion. Well, maybe, actually. Let me, let me make it, maybe. Right now, no, because that would be James Madison being that, being that undefeated. But they're not even eligible, which means they're technically not eligible to play in the conference championship per the conference's rules. So we'll just push them off to the side now, even though they are an AP top 25 team. And here's the first thing I think I want to say on it is, let's see what the polls say on Tuesday, the CFP. Because this first CFP rankings come out Tuesday, and I think we're going to get an idea of how they view this G5 race to the New Year's Six. Because if you look at the history, it's very rare that a team leapfrogs another team just talking G5 now, not not top four or anywhere else, um, not power five, but just out of the group of five conferences. It's very rare throughout the course of the season from the time the first CFP rankings released to the final CFP rankings that a team leapfrogs another team that does not lose. See what I'm saying? So, for example, if Air Force and Fresno State are ranked ahead of SMU going into the conference championship week. And that's, let's just hypothetically say the conference championship for the Mountain West is Air Force versus Fresno. And both of those teams are ranked ahead of um, SMU. You know, whether SMU's in there or not. And SMU, say, beats Tulane for the conference championship, and then Fresno State and Air Force. And the reason why I put Fresno ahead of SMU right now, just so you know, in this hypothetical, is because Fresno is receiving votes. Or say UNLV. That's another one. They're receiving votes, whereas SMU currently is not. And I know that's the AP, not the CFP, but I'm just trying to give you my thinking behind this hypothetical. Say it's UNLV, a one-loss UNLV. I guess at this point it would be a two-loss UNLV. So maybe let's say UNLV loses to Air Force. Air Force loses a game, say, to Army. So now you've got one loss versus one loss. Let's say you got Tulane, who's a one loss versus a two-loss SMU. If SMU beats Tulane and then the winner of Air Force and uh who's that team and UNLV I think it would literally be contingent on who's ahead of who because I feel like if both of those Mountain West teams were ahead of SMU the winner of that would get the bid over SMU I, I could be wrong on that but just judging how the th that poll tends to play out and there's no significant injury or anything like that now on the flip side I could see a scenario where um you know Tulane, because when did it, when was it? There was a leapfrog at one point. Um, oh, Houston leaped Temple back, back. Uh, I think Houston was undefeated. They lost. They fell out of the CFP rankings. Temple was climbing the CFP rankings. I want to say with two losses. Then a couple weeks later, Houston won a couple games in a row and then jumped ahead of Temple and Temple did not lose, right? Then you had a scenario with Boise. They were nine and two 
ahead of an 11-0 Marshall. And Marshall never left whatever Boise State. Boise State ended up getting the bid that year. So, yeah, maybe it is possible. I think if SMU just keeps winning, you know, I think their best bet is obviously for Tulane to keep winning, of course. So then if Tulane continues to climb up the rankings and then they play SMU, I still am going to hold to this. I think if Air Force loses a game between now and the conference championship, Tulane is in the driver's seat. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I think Tulane's in the driver's seat. I think there's a chance UNLV could come into the fold and could make a case. But I think with how the rankings are now, we'll see what they look like Tuesday. I think Tulane is in the driver's seat. So where could SMU put themselves into the New Year's Six bid? Maybe if going into the AAC championship game, if Tulane is the highest ranked G5 team. So if Tulane's the highest ranked G5 and SMU beats them, you might have an argument there for SMU to get that bid. Especially if OU keeps winning, right? If OU keeps winning, they win the Big 12. I've kind of fallen off on what TCU's doing right now. I, I I hate that game for SMU. I was very disappointed in it. I think that might be what kind of bites them. Now, granted, it is a it was a power five loss, though. Um, it wasn't a conference loss or even another group of five loss. I think with Liberty, what we're seeing is they're going to kind of get the Marshall treatment from 2014 where Marshall was, I think they went 12-0. and 0, But they were 11-0 and 0, like going into the final week of the season and Boise at 9-2 and two was still ranked ahead of them. And then Boise ended up, I think Marshall finished that season 13-1. and one. I don't remember if they lost in the conference championship, but uh, Boise was going to get that bid as long as they won out with those two losses. So I'm thinking Liberty might get that treatment. JMU, if they could get a waiver, they could definitely make a case to get in to the New Year's Six. But without SMU or Tulane or really any of the Mountain West having to worry about JMU right now, I mean, I really think the domino that needs to fall between now and the end of the season is for Air Force to drop a game. Not just to hurt, for, 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 to knock Air Force out, but then it takes away, it takes away uh, the significance of their matchup. And really their, their biggest matchup from this point on with any contender would be UNLV. So it's like you need Air Force to lose to someone other than UNLV <laughs> or before they play UNLV. At least that's how I look at it playing out. I could be wrong, though. But that's a great point. Uh, I know I just went on that first part. But, yeah, I kind of went into the second part, 11-1 versus 10-2. and uh, Which, yes, yes. I think SMU has a, 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 a very good chance if Tulane is the highest-ranked G5 squad going into the conference championship and then, uh, and then they were to beat Tulane. Um, I still think Tulane's the favorite. I still think Tulane has the clearest path. I still think Tulane is the best hope for the AAC, but I do now, I mean, I am seeing, I'm seeing a pathway where SMU could squeeze in there. And I just don't know about the power five bias if they keep winning. Um, yeah, but we'll see. You know, Tulane obviously needs Ole Miss to keep winning. It should be fun down the stretch here. 
Um, got some good matchups. You know, UNLV Fresno State, that's going to be a big game. You know, if Fresno State beats UNLV and UNLV beats Air Force, that might be something that could help the American Conference um, as long as Tulane continues to win and SMU continues to win. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully I, I kind of gave my thoughts on that. But thanks for bringing that into the discussion. That's, a, that's an excellent point, uh, Thunder Cleats. And let's get to week nine. Crazy. We are already at week nine, man. We've got the World Series getting a start. Shout out my Rangers. We've got NBA season that just started. Shout out the Mavs uh, last night. Got the dub over San Antonio, even though it did not come easy. I'm still not sure how I'm going to feel about this team, but Luka's going to do what Luka does. Uh, so we've got the World Series. We've got the start of the NBA, which means the start of college basketball is right around the corner. I know some of you that are still tuning in and your football season is just a complete wash at this point. You're ready for basketball season to start. But let's get to some week nine picks. All right, first, coming in on Friday nights, we got FAU at Charlotte, FAU minus four. FAU at Charlotte, I like FAU minus four. I think they're going to come in with some weapons. I think they're going to be able to put some points up on the board against Charlotte. Charlotte's defense has been solid. Um, I'm not saying they're going to just blow blow the doors off and, and you know blow them out of the stadium or anything like that, but I do think FAU's got some go-daddies on the offensive side. I think they're going to be able to score, uh, not necessarily at will, but – more importantly, I just don't think Charlotte's going to be able to get anything going offensively against FAU. And I could see this being a, you know, 24-10, 17-7 even type of game. So I like Florida or FAU minus four. Uh, next on the docket, Saturday morning, got Tulsa at SMU. SMU minus 21. I was initially going to go with Tulsa in the points. But I'm not so sure what Tulsa team we're going to see. There looks like they're trying to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. That identity that it seemed like they started to find earlier in the season with their run game. I don't know. I just don't see it. And uh, with the way Rice put the beating on Tulsa a week ago, I like SMU. I like that defensive front to shut down this Tulsa offense and I'm going to take SMU minus 21. They're kind of on a roll right now. They played a complete game of football this past week. And um, I think there's a lot of momentum there. And I think they're getting hot and they're starting to peak at the right time. Uh, next, uh, got Memphis at North Texas. Memphis is favored seven and a half. And like I did a week ago, I'm going to take UNT and the points. And I'm going to say this. I think North Texas wins this game. I do. I think North Texas wins this game. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm wrong. I, I just, I don't know. Like Memphis still has a lot to play for this season. But I, I don't know. I just this game has upset vibes to me right now. Uh, I, 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 you know, they've struggled to start. 
You know, um, North Texas offense has been finding its rhythm. It had a very good outing against Tulane last week, who is the best team in the conference, maybe the best G5 team overall. And I just, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, after North Texas put it together against Temple, I said they're going to win a game or two in the coming weeks that they should not win. I said with the momentum and the confidence level that they have, they're going to win a game or two that they should not win down the stretch here. And I think this is one of them. Well, they almost got Tulane, but I think this is one of them. Back at home. Now, Memphis might come in and blow the doors off of them. I just, I don't see that happening. Not with how this North Texas team is playing. Uh, And I think if Memphis does win, they don't cover. So I'm going UNT plus seven and a half. Um, 230 slot. Got East Carolina at UTSA. I like UTSA. I like UTSA minus 18 and a half. They've really found their identity, both offensively and defensively. There's a lot of excitement right now in San Antonio. I know the Spurs just lost to my Mavs last night, but there's a lot of excitement around Wimby, a lot of excitement around Wimbyana. Wimbyana, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but the number one pick overall, um, who, look, he's going to be good. Uh, But just a lot, I think, buzzing right now in the city, and I think the team's going to feed off of that. And they're going to take care of business against ECU. And then finally, Tulane at Rice. Tulane's favorite, 10.5. So I actually like Tulane winning this game. And I think they're going to win by, honestly, before I even saw the spread, I was like, ah, I think Tulane's going to win this one by about 10. And then I saw the spread was 10.5. And, and so I was like, okay, so does that mean I take Rice in the points? But I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that either. It's just too close to call, so I'm going to leave this one alone. Because um, Rice, man, I can't figure this team out. I don't know who they are. They come out one week, look like they're conference contenders, and then they come out another week and they look like absolute duds. So which Rice is going to show up against this Tulane team? That's to be determined. I don't think Tulane should overlook this, though. Okay? You, you, you don't, you don't want to have back-to-back showings like last week against UNT, where it was a little too close for comfort. It's a game you should win. You almost lost. I think they need to take care of business. I do like them winning by 10. But I'm not, I'm not going to make an official pick on that game. And then finally, give you a Mountain West play. Um, Wyoming at Boise. Boise's favorite five. I know Wyoming's down a key player, but I'm taking Wyoming in the points on that. Wyoming plus five. So that's all I've got for today. College Underdogs podcast. Um, I have an announcement. So if you're still hanging with me, you're welcome to go. I'm done talking about sports and all that. This is more about the, about the show. Uh, I haven't decided this officially, but I might do Monday through Thursday, mainly because the Friday shows across all platforms are like significantly less in viewership and streams than like Monday through Thursday. It's like Monday through Thursday is popping. It's solid. It's, you know, Across all platforms, like if it's down on one platform, it's up on another, you know, and like Monday through Thursday, it's solid. And then Fridays, unless there's like some breaking news on a Friday or some like, you know, like if the American Conference would have announced Army got added tomorrow, obviously I will do a show, but I might make this a Monday through Thursday show with Fridays being a wild card. Um, I've got some business picking up um, and, 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 my other business. And so I, 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 we'll see. All right. But, um, 
hey, if you want the Friday show to stay, then everyone needs to continue watching it. But otherwise, I'll probably just do a Monday through Thursday deal. So whether or not I see you tomorrow is to be determined, but I most certainly will see you soon.